The Productive Woman, Episode 470. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about staying productive in different seasons. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in the show all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 470. Before we get started, I, I wanted to mention that I've been looking ahead to next year and plans for The Productive Woman, both the podcast and the community, and I've really been considering whether I'm serving the community well and how I might do better at achieving the goal of helping you find those tools and that encouragement that you need. I've been pondering a few things that I would really love your feedback on, so If you don't mind, I'd love it if you would stick around to the end of this episode for a little bit about that. But for now, let's get into this week's topic. And this really was inspired in part by my conversation last week with Lahana Vigliano about hormones and productivity. It got me thinking a lot about the the cyclical nature of our lives as women, not just hormones, although certainly hormones and their effects on us do create a a cycle rhythm to our lives, but also the cyclical nature of our world as we cycle through one season after another. And I've been thinking about how that affects our productivity. Honestly, I've been thinking about how it affects my productivity. And I, I think some of that just comes from the fact that here where I live, we're, you know, we've been moving from summer into fall and uh, the effects of that change on me personally. So I started thinking about that. I started doing some research and thought I'd share some of what I found about how we can stay productive in the changing seasons of our life. Of course, there are different meanings for seasonal Um, There certainly are hormonal seasons, especially for us as women, and Lahana and I talked about some of that last week, and I'll touch on that a little bit in this episode because I found some interesting things as I was researching and preparing for this episode. But in addition to just the, the hormonal cycles and hormonal seasons, we experience seasons of life like childhood and and maybe college and career building seasons and child rearing, uh, the empty nest season, which is where Mike and I are now, and retirement. So the different stages and seasons of our life can have an effect on our productivity. But specifically, I think what I wanted to focus on for this episode is nature seasons. Fall, winter, spring, and summer, our life, our world, runs in cycles, doesn't it? And those seasonal changes can affect our productivity. So as I said, I did some research and came up with some uh, things that I found that I think are very helpful for staying productive in any season. Again, mostly talking about 
nature seasons here, but many of these tips and suggestions can apply to those other types of seasons as well. So the first recommendation that I found in various sources was to just recognize the fact that seasonal changes occur, that as we change seasons, it affects us. Productivity can naturally fluctuate with the changing seasons due to factors like daylight hours, weather, and temperature. And it's so important to be aware of these changes and how they affect us and to adapt our routine accordingly. So for instance, some studies show that in general, people tend to be more energetic and productive in the spring, more creative during the fall, and less productive and more likely to procrastinate during the summer. Now, Obviously, these are generalities, but studies have found that these generalities tend to apply over us as as human beings. Uh, On the other hand, a Forbes article that I read cites a Harvard Business School study that indicates that workplace productivity can improve during crummy weather. Uh, The article speculates that there are fewer alternatives to work during bad weather, so it's easier to focus then on our work than when the weather outside is warm and sunny. When we're stuck indoors during beautiful weather, we we are, as a whole, more likely to be distracted by daydreaming about what we could be doing outside. And I've certainly experienced that. I'm fortunate that in my home office, the, you know, one wall is a, a big wall of windows that looks outside and I can sort of enjoy the sunny weather, even if I can't be out there in it. But a lot of people who work in offices, for instance, or warehouses or things like that, when you know it's beautiful outside, but you're stuck inside and can't even look out the window and and enjoy it, you may be more distracted than you might be otherwise. So according to this article and the study that it cites, we can focus better on our work when the weather's crummy. In addition to the extent that seasonal weather affects our health, it can also affect our productivity. So that same Forbes article refers to statistics from the Bureau of Labor here in the United States that while less than half a percent of workers miss a day of work because of the weather during warmer months, that percentage increases to almost 2% during the colder months. We all know that when the seasons change to colder weather, we're more inclined to get colds or different things like that can that can impair our, our work or cause us to miss work. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. The point is to recognize that there are changes that happen when the seasons change and different seasons affect us differently in terms of our productivity. And being aware of that is a, an important start. The next tip that kind of flows from that is We can stay productive despite the changing seasons if we stay flexible. It's okay, it's even necessary to adapt our routines as the seasons change. Flexibility is essential in maintaining productivity and mental health. And we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. I can't think of which number it was, but we'll put the link in the show notes where we talked about flexibility as being important to being productive. As I noted earlier, I mostly want to talk about how these tips apply to nature seasons, 
But in my research, I came across several articles about something called cycle syncing, which specifically talked about increasing overall productivity by adjusting your activities and routines to your menstrual cycle, which I thought just was very interesting. It's not something I had seen before. Maybe you you know about this, but I hadn't run across it before. And what I found interesting was these articles were in business journals. So for instance, there was a Forbes article that advocates this idea that women's four hormonal phases can serve as, and I'm quoting here, a blueprint to launch, execute, and finish projects of all kinds. The article says that each phase of your cycle provides you with amazing brain superpowers, and it encourages women that by syncing our professional life to our female cycle, it allows us to be more efficient, productive, and to stay in peak creative flow. And I just found that fascinating that this article, and there were actually a couple of these in a business journal like Forbes, talking about how women can be more productive in the workplace by doing this. Of course, it applies to, you know, our personal projects and that sort of thing as well. The article cites to quotes by several physicians, including board-certified OBGYNs, and outlines the four stages of, of women's menstrual cycles and talks about the best types of work to be doing during each of those phases. So the four phases, I'm just going to briefly hit this just because I thought it was so interesting. Women, and I should back up to say that this is one key difference about women as opposed to men. Men's hormonal cycles are a 24-hour cycle. Ours is a 28-day cycle, and it makes a difference. So where men's hormonal status is pretty much the same every day, uh, women's is different throughout the month. And so these four phases of the cycle are the follicular phase, which is when we are most creative, the ovulatory phase, when we're best at communication and collaboration, the luteal phase, when we're most task-oriented and energetic, and the menstruation phase, when our intuition and reflection powers are at their height. And The article goes obviously into more detail than this, but you can imagine just from that brief description, the idea of cycle syncing is that if we recognize what we're best at during each phase and can adjust our work to focus on those kinds of tasks or those, that type of work during each phase, we're going to be more productive overall. So I'm not going to go into any more detail in this, but I will link to that article and a couple of other articles and a a YouTube video about this idea of cycle syncing that might be worth investigating. The same idea, of course, applies to the other kinds of seasonal changes. That is, whether it's a season of life or a season in nature, recognizing the realities of that season and adjusting our routines accordingly can help us be more productive in all seasons. So whether it's adjusting our sleep schedule or changing our exercise routines because it's too cold or too hot to work out outside, so maybe we're going to do something different, or recognizing if we, um, you know, fall and winter and the the shorter days uh, affect our mood in certain ways, maybe adjusting the kinds of things that we're going to do 
and what our routines are going to be during the day can help us to be more productive. So kind of recapping where we are so far, the first step is recognizing those seasonal changes. Awareness is always the most important step, staying flexible and adjusting accordingly. And then the next thing is to set realistic and season-appropriate goals. And a bunch of resources talked about this, that setting goals and priorities that align with the season can make it more likely that we'll be successful in achieving those goals and priorities. For example, in the winter, when the days are shorter, it may be more realistic to focus on indoor tasks, while in the summer you can take advantage of longer daylight for outdoor activities. Setting specific goals or identifying specific projects for each season can help provide structure and motivation throughout the year. And this is true with um, stage of life type of seasons as well. Recognizing where we are and tailoring our goals and our projects to the realities of the season that we're in uh, is going to make it much more likely that we'll actually achieve those goals. The fourth tip is to optimize your environment. And we've talked before about how creating a conducive workspace can impact our productivity. Whether our workspace is an office or our home as a, as a, a work-from-home mom or a stay-at-home mom with kids, whatever our environment is that we are accomplishing things, optimizing it can make a difference for the season. So this might mean in the colder months, ensuring that your workspace is warm and well lit. Several resources I looked at referred to studies showing that a chilly workspace impairs women's productivity in a way that it doesn't affect men's. So that's something to keep in mind. If you need to put in a space heater or wear a warm sweater or cozy slippers, do what works for you to be physically comfortable in the space that you're working in during the cooler seasons. So for me personally, in addition to the sweaters and fuzzy slippers that I wear in my home office during cooler seasons, I also love to use candles, either real or battery operated, throughout my home to create a cozier, warmer ambiance. It makes me feel uh, better in the colder seasons, and that helps me to be more productive. And so whatever it might take for you to adjust and optimize your environment so that you're physically comfortable and mentally kind of more present, that will help you to be more productive. Conversely, in the warmer seasons, Natural light and ventilation can be very important supports to our productivity. I, I, I give up my fuzzy slippers in the summertime and I'm mostly barefoot unless I'm going somewhere. So adjusting our environment, optimizing it to be physically, mentally, emotionally comfortable can help us to be more productive. There are a number of other important productivity boosters, things that we talk about in general about being productive that specifically can be adapted uh, appropriately for the different seasons. One of them is time management. Effective time management also includes seasonal adjustments. That is, different seasons may require adjusting your daily schedule to accommodate changes in your energy levels and, and outdoor activities. So using the productivity tools and techniques that we know uh, that we talk about all the time on this podcast to adjust things 
to accommodate seasonal changes can really make a difference. Same thing with mindfulness and self-care. Taking care of ourselves is important always for maximizing productivity, especially during seasons when productivity may be lower. And that is natural seasons or hormonal seasons or um, seasons of life. Being aware of the impact of those things, those changes on us and making adjustments to how we take care of ourselves will make a difference. Practicing mindfulness, relaxation, and self-compassion can help combat any seasonal productivity slumps. Same thing with um, healthy lifestyle choices. We've often discussed the impact of things like diet and exercise and sleep on our productivity. The healthier we are, physically, mentally, emotionally, and in all ways, the more capacity we have both for productive activity and for the productive choices that will let us actually enjoy the life that we are making for ourselves. So things like eating seasonally appropriate foods, staying active, getting enough rest, all of those things can boost our energy levels and overall well-being in any season. And thinking about that specifically, you know, we've talked in the past about the importance of first awareness and then intentionality. And this is where this comes into play. When we are aware of how the seasonal change affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, we can intentionally make those choices that will help us to uh, be at our best regardless of the season. And also collaborating and seeking support. Those things can contribute to our ability to be productive in every season. So connecting with friends or colleagues can help with our motivation, with our productivity, uh, all of those things in every season of life. And finally, I always think it's important to remember the importance of maintaining a positive mindset. Both cyclical hormone changes and seasonal changes can affect our mood and our mindset. So it's important to practice positivity and resilience in the face of challenges that may come as a result of the change in seasons. So for example, seasonal weather changes definitely affect our mood and our mindset. One study I read about found that weather affects our negative moods more than it does our positive ones, saying that Bad weather, especially increased wind and darkness, will heighten our negative dispositions while beautiful weather will ease them. And the article said, if you tend to be a more positive person in general, the weather won't affect your moods as much. So if you tend to be on the less positive side, just sort of naturally, bad weather is going to affect you more. Uh, The good news, of course, is that if we are aware of these potential effects, we can take steps to mitigate them. We can get ourselves exposed to daily sunlight wherever it's available. We can do the things that it takes to boost our mood and manage our mindset. One of the things that I thought was important to to mention as I was reading in preparation for this, this episode and the whole idea of mindset is the prevalence of seasonal affective disorder, or, you know, the acronym for that is SAD. 
And if you're one of the many people who experience seasonal affective disorder, you probably find it challenging to maintain a positive mindset when fall and winter bring shorter days and less sunlight. I don't think I would classify myself as experiencing seasonal affective disorder, or if I do, it's probably relatively mild. But the shorter days and the gloomier days of fall and winter definitely affect me, and I've been experiencing that in the last couple of weeks, and that's, I guess, part of what got me thinking about this topic as the weather here in North Texas changed from summer sunlight and heat to having, you know, several days in a row of gray, gloomy weather and how I find myself feeling and having to remind myself to cheer up and that things are not as bad as uh, I've made them out to be. According to one psychology professor who was discussed in an article that I read, the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder often mirror those of major depression. And they can include things like feeling down most of the day, losing interest in work or activities, feeling hopeless, having trouble concentrating, experiencing decreased energy, oversleeping, craving carbohydrates, and experiencing weight gain. And so if you find yourself experiencing any of those symptoms, whether it is seasonal affective disorder or actual depression, certainly seeking help and, you know, consulting your physician, uh, talking to a counselor, doing the things necessary to help you address those things becomes very important. Our mindset is to a degree something we can manage, but it starts with being aware of the effects of it and the things that are affecting it, and then taking steps to address those things. I guess these are just some of the things that I've thought about over the last couple of weeks on this topic. I would love to know what you think, though. Everybody's productivity patterns are unique, so it's hard to to even think that we can say, well, everybody's going to feel a certain way when it turns to fall or turns to summer. We're all individuals. We're all going to be unique. So any advice that you hear or read should be adapted to your own personality, goals, and circumstances. But in general, our year-round productivity and the quality of our life can be improved if we embrace the, the natural ebb and flow of productivity that comes with each season and make adjustments that suit us as individuals for the season and stage of life that we're in. I would, as I said, love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you have any tips for uh, staying productive in different seasons of life? Do you find yourself more productive in certain seasons and stages of life? And what do you do to address that? You can share that, uh, your thoughts on this with me, uh, with us all in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find along with the resources that I've mentioned at theproductivewoman.com slash 470. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that would be a great place for us to continue this conversation. I'd love to hear your recommendations, your suggestions, your experiences that might help us all. Um, And so that would be a wonderful place to do that. 
Of course, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, insights, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you on that. Speaking of feedback, before we go, I I do want to talk about uh, the future of the Productive Woman community and podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I've been thinking a lot lately about what next year might or should bring for uh, the Productive Woman podcast, the Productive Woman community. Maybe it's the season. It's, uh, as I mentioned, cooler, gloomier weather always kind of affects my mood. And as well, it's just been a very, very busy time for my legal practice, which, you know, I don't sleep as well when I'm under stress. And, and so there are steps I'm needing to take to sort of boost my own seasonal productivity. But whatever the reason might be, I've really been considering the last few weeks uh, whether I'm serving the productive woman community well, how I might do better. And as I said, I've, I've been pondering a few specific things that I would really love to have your feedback on. And in no particular order, they just, as I was kind of jotting notes to myself about this, Uh, The first one has to do with mastermind groups. So if you've been a part of the community for a while, you've heard me talk in the past about productive woman mastermind groups. These are small groups of women, uh, no more than five other women plus me who meet once a week for 12, I think we do 12 weeks for an hour each week and provide encouragement, ideas, feedback, accountability for each other in in setting goals, identifying priorities, and accomplishing the things that matter. And this is something I've done. I've hosted typically a group or two each year, uh, usually at the beginning of the year. So for the first three months of the year, we meet and uh, I, because I found that to be a good time to join together to just really kick off the year strong. I have really enjoyed doing these groups. I've had great feedback from the women who've participated and some really strong relationships have been built over the years, including at least one group I know of that they first met several years ago and they continue to meet periodically to support and encourage one another. And so it's been a really a wonderful and rewarding thing that we've done. But I guess I'm just second guessing myself as to whether I should host any mastermind groups in 2024, whether they've served their purpose, whether they there's still an interest or I haven't talked about it much this year. But I'm trying to decide, I guess, whether it's something we should do again in the coming year. And I would love your feedback on that. If this is something you're interested in that you think you might want to be a part of, would you just shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts on whether you've ever done a mastermind group before, uh, if it's something you think you would benefit from. I'll I'll give my email address here in a minute because there's two or three other things that I'd love some feedback on. And I'm going to give you my personal email address so that you can uh, contact me about that. So mastermind groups are one of them. Just trying to 
trying to decide and whether whether to host groups in the coming year. And if so, you know, get them on the schedule. The second thing is a productive woman retreat. This is something I've always wanted to do. And we actually did one a year or so ago. Uh, and it was a wonderful experience. Just a few women gathered here at my home in Texas for rest, reflection, and planning just for a long weekend. And it was one of the highlights of my year. And I've been thinking about whether to schedule one for 2024. So again, if this is something you think you might be interested in, I'm not looking for commitments on any of this stuff. I'm just Maybe it's because I, most of my work on The Productive Woman is me sitting here in my office in front of my computer talking to myself. I want to connect with you. I want to hear from you about some of these things that I'm thinking about because the point of The Productive Woman has always been to create a community where we as women can support each other. And I don't want to just create things just because I think they're a good idea, I want to hear what's going to be beneficial to you. And so if a retreat uh, of some sort like this is something you think you might be interested in, I would love to hear from you about that. Specifically, not just that you're interested, but what would make such a retreat meaningful and worthwhile for you? And then the last thing, and I hesitate to say this because I don't know how to articulate it, but I've really been pondering whether it might be time to retire this podcast. I wonder sometimes if I have said all there is to say. I wonder if it is still helpful and relevant for you. I wonder whether moving forward I should keep going but focus more on bringing guests on or change the types of topics I'm covering. I'm coming up on... I think I've, we've been doing this for nine years now and I love doing it. It means a lot to me to do it, but I don't, I don't do this because I like hearing myself talk. Publishing this podcast, putting it together is only meaningful to me if it's making a difference for you. And again, because I do this in a vacuum in many ways here in my office, Um, coming up with topics, outlining them, researching them, and talking to myself for, you know, however long it takes me to record it. I wonder sometimes if what I'm producing is worthwhile for you. And so I'm not looking for somebody to pat me on the back or tell me I'm wonderful. I, I hope you hear what I'm saying here. I just would welcome your thoughts on this podcast what you like about it, what you don't like, what you wish I would talk about or, or quit talking about, any of those sorts of things. And so with respect to all of these things, the mastermind groups, the retreat, and the podcast itself, I, I thought about setting up a survey that you could do online, but I, I just don't want to structure the responses in any way. And I know that the questions I've asked or the things I've said here are kind of vague and and amorphous, but maybe that's intentional. I just want to hear from you. So I would welcome your thoughts on any or all of the above, and you can share those with me by emailing me at laura at theproductivewoman.com. So that's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Laura at theproductivewoman.com. And 
feel free to send me your thoughts. Nobody's going to read them but me. And I really do want to hear from you if you have an interest in giving me feedback on any of these things or anything else that I might do to help support you better in your journey toward making a life that matters. And regardless of whether you send me an email or don't, I do want to thank you for listening and for being a part of this community. It means the world to me. And uh, that's it, I guess. That's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I do really hope that you found something in it that is helpful and worthwhile to you. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.